man, man, it was the day an interesting morning. It's an interesting morning. It was 9.30 a.m. on November the 25th of the year 2020 of our Lord. And all hell is breaking loose. All hell is breaking loose. So this is a special emergency session podcast. Special emergency edition drop of the Questionable Call podcast to discuss what in the hell is going on. I don't know. I don't really have all the answers. All I can do is give you guys some of this information that I'm hearing that we're all seeing. And hopefully we can have an intelligent and productive discourse about what's going on. But the frank truth is Justin Fuente has completely torpedoed the Virginia Tech program. He's completely torpedoed it. So let's take a minute. I know it's first thing in the morning, but damn, this deserves a stiff drink to get me through. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come right back in here, and we're going to get right into talking about this. So, it was, I said this last year. Somebody floated one of my contacts floated something to me last year and I, I really didn't put too much stock in it but they said listen if Fuente continues on the path he's on whoever takes over in 2021 won't have a team to coach and I'm like what did you mean and they broke down the number of kids who could transfer or declare early and it was like 90 percent of the starters on the team that sounded a little extreme but here we are this morning, and it's happening. Biggest name so far is Quincy Patterson. Now, Quincy's not a starter, but he was supposed to be the heir apparent. Four-star quarterback, elite 11 kid. He's, what, 6'4", 250. And the coaches have completely underutilized him, underdeveloped him in the three years that he has been on campus. As of this morning, he's out. Rumors have him going to Maryland. My sources say he would go home to Illinois, but there are rumors that he's going to Maryland. Point is, he's out. Noah Kim is out. Noah Kim is supposedly is heading to Michigan State. Daryl Simmons is out. I'm hearing a lot of rumblings and I'm hearing a lot of grumblings that Trey Turner isn't coming back after Thanksgiving break and he too will be in the portal. There's another rumbling. There's another ground shake that Hendon Hooker also isn't coming back after Thanksgiving. These are me, and that's just on the offensive side of the ball. When you look on the defensive side of the ball, I'm hearing rumors that Kendricks and Pollard are both looking to go to UCF together. Wherever they go, they want to they wanna be together. Jumping back to another guy, speaking of UCF, it's been reported, and I've been on this for about a year and some change, Keyshawn King is out, and he's going home to either UCF, FAU, or FIU. He's a Florida boy. Okay. I'm hearing Jermaine Wilder is getting ready to throw his name at the draft. If he doesn't get a good enough draft grade, he's going in the portal. Armani Chapman is supposedly going in the portal. Now, with some of these, take it with a grain of salt. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe these kids are going to change their mind. Maybe it's just something they bounced off of people. But the problem is it's enough of an issue 
that these kids are refusing to come and play for this administration, especially playing for this administration during COVID, that you have to look at everything. You cannot, and I told people this the other day, you cannot hold Justin Fuente until December, what is it, the 15th, when his buyout drops. His buyout goes from 12.5 down to uh, 10 million. You cannot wait. Because as it stands right now today at 9.38 in the morning, whoever would be the next coach, be it Shane Beamer, Todd Grantham, any one of these names that we're talking about, they won't have a team to coach. They will literally be starting from scratch from absolute nothing. And it's all dead. The bowl streak is dead. The consecutive years without a losing season is dead. And this is why I said it yesterday. Somebody mentioned it to me and people started laughing. I think this notion is picking up steam. But I was told by two different sources that if Whit Babcock did not fire Justin Fuente by close of business yesterday, he was out on Black Friday. He was out on Black Now, when you wake up this morning and you see a chunk, not just of the current players, but a huge chunk of what you would depend on for the future, getting ready to get up out of town, saying they no longer want to be here. I don't I don't think I don't think Fuente can make it. I don't think Fuente makes it into he definitely doesn't coach Clemson. If Justin Fuente is still on staff, if Justin Fuente, Corn, Cornelson, and unfortunately Jay Ham, if they are still on staff by the close of business today, what I can tell you is you will not have enough scholarship players to make it to Clemson. Like as of right now, if it goes down, Clemson will probably win by a buck fifty. That's no joke. And that's no joke. Now, if you've been listening to these other couple of special podcast episodes, you know, I've, I've been we talked about what went wrong, who should replace him. This is just a streak of anger. We have seen incompetent programs before, but we've never seen this. Listen, let's go back. DJ Durkin was the head coach at Maryland, and a kid died on his watch. A kid died. And we didn't see this number of defections and transfers out. They killed the kid. Right? They worked him to death. DJ Dirk, the, the, the uh, athletic trainer, got fired. He's a pariah now in, in, in coaching. He can't get a job. DJ Dirk, I don't know what DJ Dirk is doing, but he's not a coach. He's not a coach. We had Mike Gundy with a borderline racist incident out of Oklahoma State. He still has his job, and we did not see the players transfer in mass. We had a report of a coach at Clemson using the N-word in a discussion. We didn't see all of those kids get the hell up out of town. We had Mike Leach down in Mississippi State. He put up a picture of a noose in Mississippi. We all know how that read. It was a story for all of three days. We didn't see all of those kids transferring out of town. So what is it about this Virginia Tech program that is making kids that with these number of transfers now that now makes 68 kids who have left the program in the last five years because of dissatisfaction with the 68 kids, 65, 68 kids somewhere in that neighborhood, 65 and 68. 
on average, you probably take about what 15 to 17 kids a draft class. This is now four full draft classes worth of talent that have left Virginia Tech. No program can sustain that. I don't care if you were Alabama, I don't care if you were Clemson, because it's not just four star ranking, five star ranking, three star ranking. It's not just that, it's the experience, it's the gameplay, it's the number of steps, it's the it's the system recognition. You cannot survive on a program full of all true sophomores and true freshmen or red shirt freshmen. You cannot even think that you're going to put a competent football team on the field. You cannot. And it's very simple at this point. The what needs to happen the thing that needs to happen is so blatantly clear, and I'm going to wait, and I'm going to see if it happens today or when it happens. But it is so blatantly obvious. It is so blatantly obvious that Justin Fuente has to go. Now, I don't – he can't – you can't wait till the end of the season. You can't wait till after Clemson. You have to get him going now, and, who, and with Babcock, you have to get on the phone with these players that are going in the portal, that are transferring out and say, hey, we've got Fuente up out of here. We want you to come back and at least give us a chance to make this right. You've got to. I'm going to tell you something else that's on my brain. I think that there's only one man on the face of the earth right now that could save the the or, or could stem the tide of the mass exodus that is happening, and that is Bud Foster. With Babcock, you need to go to the bank, you need to crack open the emergency savings, and you need to get Bud Foster whatever it is that he asked for because he's the only dude that can stop this. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily bring in a new coach right now. But you've got to figure a way to keep this team up so Clemson doesn't put 190 on these kids. Like, as of right now, UVA is licking his chops because this is about to be two years in a row. If what is happening right now happens, continues to happen, there won't be enough kids. It doesn't matter what how, how much we joke and laugh at UVA. It has, to, it has to get fixed immediately, and the entire country knows it. The entire country knows it. See, the other problem this does, this, this, this creates a number, uh, a couple of other problems. So in my next segment, we're going to talk about the other problems that a revolt of this nature precipitates. Because from a business standpoint, this shit is horrible. But we're going to get into that in a second. We're going to get into that in a second. So let, let what I just put on you soak in and let's get on what's next. Let's get on how this creates another huge problem for the Virginia Tech Athletic Department in general. Now, what I was mentioning in the last segment about the problem that this creates is negotiating with a new coach. It's negotiating with a new coach. It, right now, if I'm a coach looking at taking over this job, it doesn't look good because you're losing talent. You're losing talent, so you know you have an uphill battle to fix it now just two days ago i said that there's a talent that could immediately come out here and contend for at least a coastal championship get into acc championship game as of this morning i don't know if it's true because a lot of that talent 
that I figured would be here or at least wait to see what would happen. They are leaving. They're in the transfer port. So whoever the next coach is, literally, you would have to be able to come in and get a top 20 recruiting class in about two weeks. No, excuse me, not even two weeks. If you wait until, what is that, December the 12th? If you wait until December the 12th, you'd have about a week to secure a recruiting class with the early signing period. You would need to be able to walk in the door and and get a top 20 recruiting class to offset the amount of talent that you're losing. That's one problem. Other problem that it is is contract negotiation. Any coach coming in know they have Virginia Tech by the short and curlies. It's contract negotiation. This might be Shane Beamer's dream job, but he's also a businessman. He might give you a hometown. This before today, he might have given you a hometown. Now it's like, nah, bro, you uh-uh. Tony Elliott. He knows that we would want him. You're gonna have to pay up. Starting salary for any coach taking this job right now is four million at the least, if not more. Because they've got to clean up for Wednesday's mess. They, there's a lot that they got to do. There's a lot that they got to do. Oh, I'm getting some inside sources. My One of my inside sources is on the phone. So let's take a pause. I'm going to come right back. I'm going to check in one of my inside sources. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. When the sources call, you got to take them. When the source is called, you got to take them. And listen, sorry about that. I, I've been saying uh, Noah Kim, I mean Knox Kato. From what I understand, Knox Kato is getting ready to transfer. When I understand Braxton Burmeister and Quincy Patterson are out. And there's huge rumblings that Hendon Hooker ain't coming back after Thanksgiving break. So what are we going to do? Tavion Robinson about to play quarterback? That's if Tavion Robinson comes back. Listen, this whole thing has went to hell in a handbasket. And it's getting worse and worse. That's the thing. When something starts to roll downhill, it picks up steam. And we got a full-on snowball avalanche going right now. And the only way to fix it is to get get Justin Fuente out of town. Now, you know, like I said, I mentioned some people. I heard some rumors that if, if Whit Babcock wasn't swift and decisive with getting him out, (laughs) Whit Babcock, was going and yesterday, you know, I talked a few contacts of now nah, that'll never happen, that'll never happen. Mm. What Jay say it was all good just a week ago, it was all good just a day ago, it was all good just a day ago. I don't know where listen, yesterday I thought we'd have to the end of the year, there would be some pieces in place for a new coach to come in and take over. I, I, I don't know where we're at right now. And it's looking really dismal for the future of Virginia Tech football. At the head of the, at the head of the the ship, at the tip of the spear, the athletic director seems as incompetent as the head football coach. You have to be decisive with these moves. You have to be swift, sharp, decisive, and sometimes it means being a jerk. But that's the that's that's big business. Sometimes it means not being popular you can still be a good guy you can still be a morally good guy but business requires you to be ruthless sometimes it just does and at its core college athletics especially college football is a business 
with Babcock should have been decisive the moment the clock struck zero, 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 zero. Second, we had four zeros on the clock after the Liberty game. Justin Fuente should have been gone, but you didn't. You carried it over to Miami, and now you carried it over to Pitt, and you have lost your team. Both liter literally and figuratively, you've lost your team. You've lost them. Guys are saying, listen, I have wasted two, three, some of them four years of my youth that I can't get back. You have underutilized my talent. You have underserved my talent no more. I'm going to take the last the last little bit of eligibility that I have and go somewhere that's going to develop me as a player for those guys who have the possibility of making it to the NFL. For the other guys, they're like, listen, I know I'm not going to the NFL, but I still want to have fun. I want to have the opportunity to win. I want to be in a competent system. That is what Fuente has not done. He's not done it. So, listen. Listen, I'm going to keep monitoring the situation throughout the course of the day. I'm going to keep monitoring this throughout the course of the day. We'll keep you abreast on what's going on. Pay attention to my Twitter, Questimus Prime, Q-U-E-S-T-I-M-U-S-P-R-I-M-E. But this thing today is, is deep. We can't last until Black Friday. We won't make it another 36 hours. Justin Fuente will go down in history as one of the ultimate failures. Maybe I'm being a little extreme because I'm a Virginia Tech Hokie fan. Maybe I'm being a little extreme. But it is there is no chance for redemption here. There is not even the slimmest possibility for redemption here. And since everyone in the world knows he has to go, you might as well go ahead and get it over with now. With Babcock, you might as well go ahead and get it over with right now. It's no point in carrying this thing on until the end of the year just to save $2 billion. Walk, and if I'm Justin Fuente, I take whatever buyout you put on the table. If Whit Babcock gets on the phone this morning, it's like, hey, Justin, listen, this ain't working. We're going to give you $8 million. We know it's 12 but We're going to give you 8 Justin Fuente would be smart to take it because his reputation is going to shit quickly. It is going to hell quickly. So he could try and hold out for that other $4 million, or he could try to hold out for that other $2 million. He could do that all he wants. It, bro. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. As long as Whit Babcock doesn't come in there and say, Here, here's $2 million. No, no, no. No, no, no. Like, I give it. The contract language is 12.5, and then it's 10 as of, what is that, December the 12th? I, I hear that. You can't make it that long. This, is, this also leads to another thing, and I think I'll save this for another podcast, but this situation is showing the the woke. This is showing the arrival. This is showing the understanding that these kids are now having in their value and in their place in college football. And what these kids are saying is, listen, we, you don't pay us. You don't pay us a dime. 
to get out here and to play football. And the least you could do is give us a competent coach so we can have some fun, so we can win some games, so we can go to some good bowl games, so we can get some respect. The kids are understanding that they wield a certain amount of power. And they have spoken. And holding on to Fuente another 12 hours could be completely detrimental to the program. Now again, what do you do? Yo, I think you gotta I think you gotta open up the bank to Bud Foster. If I'm Bud Foster, I'm like, yo, give me two million dollars for these next two games. That's what I'd say. Be 100 percent honest with you. If I'm Bud Foster, I need two million dollars for the next two games. And I'll stick around long enough to help you write the ship or at least to stop it from sinking. If I'm Bud, that's what I say. But hold on. I've got another thought that I want to get into in a second. I got another thought. So here's the other thought that I told you I wanted to come back in here and talk about. Here's what I want to talk about. Anybody who's worked in marketing, public relations, communications, crisis management, anybody who's been in that field, you understand what happens when the pendulum swings out of balance. When the pendulum swings too far one way or the other way, you understand that you have to e exert as much, if not more, force to make the pendulum swing back to the middle, at least to the middle. Okay? That's where Virginia Tech football is right now. It's out of whack. It's out of whack. It's out of whack. It's out of whack. So to get it back in a good place, neutral place, average place, they're going, the administration is going to have to step up and do something big. You can't risk another bad hire. See, like Florida's, even Florida State couldn't. Florida State's a little more insulated than we were, but listen, Jimbo wasn't really a bad hire. They got a national championship out of it, but things started to go bad in the end. Willie Taggart, bad hire. And then they're on to Mike Norvell. They knew that they had to, they did what we did. When now they they their coaching change initiated for different reasons, you know. Uh, Frank Beamer retired for us, and Jimbo Fisher left for Texas A and M with them. But they did the same thing we did. They got the guy whose name was like red hot, and he he hadn't been where he like Willie Taggart had only been in like Oregon for like two years. His name was like on fire, so he was one of those names. Came in and it didn't work. He wasn't ready for the pressures of big boy football. In the state of Florida and the ACC, there's an Oregon's a different beast. Western Kentucky is a different beast. He wasn't ready for that. Justin Fuente has proven that he's not ready for ACC level of recruiting and battling it out. He he's just not ready. All right. But Florida State, like I said, made that kind of same kind of move. But they figured out quickly. Oh, got to get this dude up out of here. Now they went with the group of five route again. This is not something that I would have done. But okay, but they knew they had to act fast and decisively to get it done. Look, we're in that same situation coming up right now. We the wit has to do make the right choice. Also, you don't you can't make the safe choice. You got to make the right choice to put these butts back in seats. 
to get the conversation going back again about Virginia Tech. Look, if you get the wrong guy, he might be your winner. He might come in and stabilize the ship, but it might be three, four, five years before recruiting recovers from the damage that Fuente did. It's my belief. It's my belief. They're going to have to swing for the fences with this next coach. You can't go get somebody who nobody knows. You can't pull up somebody who I got to Google him to even know what he's doing. It's a very short list. And I'm going to tell you who I personally think is not, who should be number one on that list, and it's Urban Meyer. Everywhere Urban Meyer has been, he's won. Man, yeah, he kind of left some <laughs> kind of left some smoke <laughs> behind him when he left. But you won. I guarantee Florida's not mad about those two national titles. Aaron Hernandez be damned. Ohio State isn't really mad about the Ryan Day thing. They got a national title out of it. They were in the playoffs every year. It's like, eh, it's bad. But I'm just saying it's a very, 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 very short list. To me, Urban Meyer's on the top. And, you know, before on another episode, I was really big on Tony Elliott, who I'm still big on. But as I think about it, might have to go to Brent Venables. And it's going to take a whole truckload of money to pry Brent Venables up out of Clemson. You're going to have to back the Brinks truck up. Maybe they need to go. Another name on that short list is Steve Sarkeesian. I don't care about the fact that he embarrassed himself at USC. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about what happened at USC with, with Sark. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. What they can't do, they can't go off here on this expedition for another group of five coach. If I had to go in and Google the guy's name and I have to go to Wikipedia to, to find out who he is, he shouldn't even be on the list to be coaches. Now, because of how everything is going down now, I had to take a couple names off of my list. Like me personally, I love Randy Shannon. I had Randy Shannon on my list. Sorry about that background there for a second, people. I had Randy Shannon on my list, but he had to go. I, I don't know if he hits a big enough boom and he's recruited. Because, again, Fuente has thrown this thing so out of whack. In order to get it back right, you have to exert the equal to or greater than pressure to pull it back. I remember watching the episode. Of, it's, one, it's one of my favorite shows. It's Fast and Loud with Richard Rawlins, and he had bought a wrecked F40 Ferrari. And they had to put it on this machine to straighten the frame. So, you know, the machine had to pull the frame. But it's a Ferrari. This ain't like a Chrysler 300. It's a Ferrari. Too much pressure, too much force, and you mess it up even more. But there's no way you could have fixed it with the frame and the condition that it was in. And that's where we are at Virginia Tech. We have to exert pressure and force to bring us back into alignment. With that being said, there are only a few names, I think, out here that can work. Like, we're not going to, like I said, we're not going to get into a bidding war. We're not going to go and buy John ha Jim Harbaugh away from uh, Michigan. Like, what, what are we going to say? Hey, Jim, listen, it's not going too great for you at, at Michigan, but, you know, we're not Michigan. Come on here. Oh, I, I, this, that's not going to happen. Like, I legitimately believe we're going to have to pay somebody $5 million a year 
to come out and fix this Fuente mess. I, I legitimately believe it. That's what that's my thought. I know it's difficult to happen. I know it's hard. I, I, I know all of that. I'm just saying that's what I'm thinking. What I know they cannot do, what they cannot under any circumstances do is get an average guy higher. You can't get a dud higher. Can't you can't say I'm 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 out here to save money on the hire because every penny that you think you're saving, you're actually costing yourself in the long run. You're costing yourself. If you're going to this thing thinking that you can get somebody to come in and clean up this toxic waste dump that Fuente has created for like 3.5 million or anything like that, just go ahead and consider Virginia Tech a basketball school. Just go ahead and consider there's only again. There's only one group of five coach who anybody should even be considering at Virginia Tech, and that's Luke Fickle. And I don't know if he leaves Cincinnati for Virginia Tech unless we open up the Brinks truck. Hmm. We're going to see, though. We're going to see. We're going to see how this goes. Look, so I'm signing out for now. It's your guy, Quest. This is the Question McCall podcast. Be sure you check out Don V Fridays. Be sure you go check out my man, Tally Bands. You know, uh, uh, JT, he's got his own podcast now. It's called The Final Tally. Check us all out. You can find me in the Discord. You can find me in the Twitter DMs. Questions Prime. Send me a message. I, I, you know, I, I love to check back with you guys. But for now, peace.